official podcast of SoCo. This is a platform for our community of creators, indie workers, and entrepreneurs. On with the show. All right, man, here we go. Yo. What's happening? Hey, man. It's Friday. We're, po- we're casting pods. <laughs> we should do this more often. What? Like Podcasting. Hang out together? Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> I, I kind of see enough of you. I know. I'm it's good. It's funny how you, like when you work with somebody, you spend a lot of time together and you don't even think about social things. Funny enough that you asked that or you mentioned that because we're going to talk some about that today. <laughs> hey. Yeah, so we have some questions that have been sent in over the year. I mean, it's like September, but, you know, several months. And uh, these are just some stuff that's been sent in. I I thought it would be cool to sit down with you, my business partner. Business. And and, uh, just see what you thought. Um, So it's sort of a, like, helpful thing, but also kind of a get-to-know-each-other thing. I like it. I like both of these things. Yeah. I'm happy to be here with you, my friend. <laughs> All right. So chat GPT tells me that the title of this should be balancing act, <laughs> navigating leadership and personal life with resilience. <laughs> so, so I take, for whatever reason, I have a lot of trouble with the word leadership. Do you? I have a lot of trouble self-identifying as a leader with that term. I'm okay with it as like, Okay, so we have this discussion a lot in the martial arts. We're not even going to get to the questions. We're just going to debate leadership. <laughs> I get we have a discussion about this a lot in the martial arts. There's all these terms like master and grandmaster, and I hate those. I can't stand them. And they're terms that are cool, like written down. Like if you have a certificate with your name on it and a date, and then it's like that, like Grand, leader, grandmaster. Yeah. I think it's cool, but whenever you're standing there going, well, I am a leader of this thing, sounds a little... It's kind of like if you have to say it, I'm not sure you are. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, if you have to say you're a grandmaster, you're probably not a grandmaster. I haven't read the book in a while, (laughs) but but I remember reading a book when I was like, okay, I have to like hire people and be somewhat responsible of a human. I can't just like do whatever I want to do, people to think about. And I read that that book, Leaders Eat Last, I think it's called. I've heard of that book. I really identified with that book uh, for whatever reason. Like, I, I guess I lead. Yeah. I really just lead by doing the work. Yeah. And working with people you to know, get things done. But I really like that book because it was, it was really all about just sort of if you're going to be a leader, you have to use that word or you're put in a position where you, you yeah. have leadership responsibilities. It's a It's an approach. I think it's an approach for people maybe <laughs> with less ego. I like it because it's not oh. about you. It's about them. And I think at the end of the day, that's kind of what yeah leading is about. I think there's several different aspects and levels to it, right? One is like, I'm your employer. You know, if you're an employee and you're looking up to your boss, that's a leader. Like you have no, like certain, certain things, they have no choice. You have, if you have employees, you have no choice. It's a fair point. Right. You, I mean, you got, if you can't, like you could be an absent owner, <laughs> I guess I've seen that a lot, you know? Oh, there are plenty of people and <laughs> there are plenty of executives yeah. and people that, that yeah. run companies that have Don't employees that are not leaders. Mm. Let, y'all, if you're listening, yeah. let's be really clear. Yeah. We've all worked for those people. I'm don't, sure. Don't be that person. But then there's also like 
social leaders, like you're a leader in like community. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're a leader because you live a way that other people want to emulate, you know, I think probably that's the best type of leader to be <laughs> even inside of a business too. Without a doubt. Right. I, we agree. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what we all kind of strive for. Yeah. Then yeah. there's also like the quarterback, you know, he could be that, that leader. You know what I mean? Not to use a sports analogy, but, but, but even, even that, that individual yeah, that is like a sergeant. They're, they're yeah. not, they don't win games. Not by themselves. <laughs> right. If they're like, give me the ball every time, you, you know, it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Let's welcome, see if we can turn this podcast. This edition <laughs> where we see how many stupid <laughs> phrases we can insert into our conversation. Let's turn this into a Instagram post every 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's get on with it. Um, the first one, how do you stay motivated as a leader, especially when things get tough? So, again, <laughs> I think you can just remove the word leader. Yeah. Chat GPT. Yeah, yeah. And just, that's a, it's a great question. How do you stay motivated to continue to do good things, yeah. especially when things suck? Right. How do you do that, Gene? Well, we've been through some sucky stuff, haven't we? We have. <laughs> um, if you take out the leadership part, I mean, how do you stay motivated? How do you keep doing the thing you need to do? I think you have to realize, wow, when things get tough, when you're working through a problem. The tough get going. When you're working through a problem, <laughs> you have to realize that the way out is through right? Like to, the way to solve your problem is to work through it, right? You can't hide from it. So I think that that's for me, that's part of my motivation is like, I know in order to get on the other side of this thing that sucks, I have to keep doing the things that I need to do. Right. And I guess that comes from some experience, some level of confidence, just knowing what I need to do. But I know that that's how it works through, through trial and error, through practice, through years of doing this. I know that's how it works. I know you can't hide from it. I know you have to face it. I know you have to get through it. I think that also, maybe that makes a good leader too. Yeah. You know, like not just like getting people excited, <laughs> but just doing it, you know? Y'all, y'all, if you're, if you're just listening, you should see Gene. He is like shaking <laughs> pom-poms. I got pom-poms. I, I, I feel incredibly motivated right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. This, this question has come up. Um, a ton. Really? Just in this last week, uh, had, had lunch with this really interesting guy. His name's Michael Thomas. He, he's like ex-military and, um, he, he is a part of our community here in, in the, in the SoCo community. And we were just getting to know each other and he, you know, he, this guy served, you know, served. I know him. Yes. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Served and, um, boot camp guy, boot camp guy. Yep. Uh, he served in the military, then got out and spent almost two decades working for the state, going in to uh, mentor and help young men that were incarcerated. Um, and 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 along the way, he also you know was like a firefighter for like for like a decade. Like he's just really interesting, sort yeah. of like Russian to the real giver. Not a, yeah, not afraid of like difficult situations or conversations. And we were talking about this thing where it's like, um, he sees so many people that get incarcerated because they lose hope, right? They, they mm. make a wrong choice 
because they are without hope. Wow. They feel like they don't have any other options. And, and he said, and I, so, so I asked him, I said, so, so how do you help these people? Like, what do you do? And he yeah. said, first of all, like, I tell them, I tell them that they have worth and that there is a future, but they have to work for it. Mm. And, 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 and he said, well, you know, they give up. So these people give up and, and sometimes he's the only guy in the entire system of their lives that is saying you have worth and you need to cast a vision for your life. And that vision, and I agree with this a hundred percent, that vision will see you if it's powerful enough and it's meaningful enough to you. I know this sounds heady, but I think it works. Painting that picture of where you want to be, even if it feels completely ridiculously not realistic to get there, painting that picture, I think helps you, helps remind you when times are bad, that there is something you are working towards. I think people give up because they don't have that picture in mind. I think when things get tough, people stop doing the thing they're doing because they're like, it's not going to happen next week. And I don't have the bandwidth or capacity. I can't, I think, so I think casting that vision as a leader, as a hustler, whatever it is that you do, I think is very helpful in overcoming those dark moments. And then the other, you know, the, the, what do you say? The, the, the harsh reality is that you are going to struggle your ass off in pretty much everything that you do, if it's worth doing in your life. So like, I don't know how you, you know, we need to, we need to embrace this idea of radical acceptance that it's going to be hard. Yeah. It's coming wave to it. Don't let it crush you. Say hello to it as it passes you by and you work your way through it. So I, I I don't know. I mean, so is that like, I'd I'd love to talk to him. I'm going to see if we can get him on the show, but uh, I think that's just like a lack of resilience or not, not a focus on resilience. Like in, people in general. I think that some people are naturally resilient and I yeah, think other people need to evolve. Yeah. You have to practice themselves it. to be yeah. resilient. You have and to I, train it just like anything else. And I will say this is like, like everything in life, right? I have learned to be incredibly resilient. You, we, we we talked about this a, a while back on the show and the 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 things that are problems or issues now are laughable compared to what they were five years ago, <laughs> five years ago, the yeah. same issues yeah. were crises. They were emergencies. Right. And so right. over the course of just dealing with problems and struggling through it, you build this, like, I, I don't know, maybe this resistance yeah. to, or, or maybe you level set what, <laughs> what, I think re- you do. what really is tough I can't versus remember, what is not. I can't remember who told me this, but they said, Gene, life is like a video game. Like you get to different levels and the levels get harder. <laughs> So when you go back and play, like you're at level 10, you go out and play level one. That's easy. <laughs> I was like, huh, that's interesting. That's a cool way to it's like, you get more abilities. You get more. You get- I mean, I agree with the second half of that. Like I, I think as you evolve, yeah, the, the problems of the past yeah, are, get easier. Are, you know, are funny, right? They, I mean, this will be a good story one day. They I say, know. right. Yeah. Because you, they, you know, the, because the, the assumption is you're gonna get through it and then you're gonna look back and be like, okay, well I handle that in a morning now yeah. instead wasn't of so bad. wrecking yeah. my life. Um, but I don't know if life should continue to get harder. I don't know if I agree with that. I think as that we, it should, I think the challenges change and maybe yeah. your opportunities and what it takes to achieve those could be level up. But I would like to think that if we're doing our jobs well, we are making, 
we are improving our lives in ways that make things easier. Not all of it, because struggles. I think it's the I think it's the nature of an entrepreneurial person to always seek things that are hard. Sure. So I think we do it to ourselves. Sure. But I think if you are aware of that, if you're aware of the fact and embrace the fact that this is what I do, you know, I I do this to myself. (laughs) You're going to be okay with it. I think it's when you kind of like an accidental entrepreneur almost like you're like, I'm going to be a freelancer now or whatever. And you realize, then you don't, you don't quite realize how hard that shit's going to be, you know, and you get into it a year in and you're like, this is really difficult. You know what I mean? <laughs> you didn't like prepare yourself for it. You know, I think after a few years of being a, a, a in business for yourself or a leader or an entrepreneur or whatever it is, you kind of like get numb to it a little bit. Yeah. yeah that, I, that worry of like the risk of like, where's my paycheck coming from next quarter? You're like, I I know I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm interested in that question because I think it's kind of part and parcel of this. Yeah, I don't know when it was for me, but in the last probably five years, I have stopped worrying about that, and mm-hmm. it's not because income is stable, right? You know, yeah, it never. I mean, will it, be. I guess it is. It is, and and somewhere along the way, I realized that I actually had control over that, and and and. And it, it became it, it. It turned from something where, where it was like, mm-hmm. how am I going to feed my family this month? To yeah. Like, what opportunities? <laughs> yeah. After? And I don't right. know when that was. And right. And it's not every day. Some days I'm still like, uh. But for the most part, yeah. I don't like that. That doesn't worry me anymore. And it's, I don't know if I've ever sat down and thought about it like that. Yeah. But when, when did that happen for you? When you were like, okay, I got this. I got this. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, let's be, I've been in business for myself for 20 years. September 3rd will be 20 years for uh, one of my company, period threes. Like, anniversary, I guess, 20-year anniversary. Huge. We're going to throw a party. It's nuts. But um, maybe about 10 years ago, I think I kind of realized, like, I don't know where it comes from. You know, you just have to, like, keep doing the, the things you're doing and it kind of, you know, works itself out. Um, That's not necessarily a great mindset though, because you can get, you can get really uh, complacent. You know, you can know, well, I know if I pull these levers, this happens and it can get you in a place where you aren't like, what if I, you know, why am I pulling the levers like that? What if I did them this way? Well, then it would be, you know, two X fold, or maybe it would mess up. Like you wind up not thinking like that, like strategically was kind of it's kind of been my problem um but to the point being worried about it i mean i worry about it from like a two like a two month to month to month perspective of like let's make sure it's working but like you know having the anxiety of like well shit where are we going to get our money in 2024 uh you know i don't worry about that far ahead yeah like we'll, you know we'll I mean? figure it out we'll, we'll like, yeah we'll get a project or we'll get work for you know a year from now you know, we got to focus on the projects we're working on and then getting the next one, you know. I also think for, for me, it's like, I think it's really important as a, as a if, if you're in business at all, for anything, self-employed, building a team, scaling a company, whatever. I, I think it's really important as soon as you possibly can to get to something you do where it actually can reliably generate income. Not that it makes it any easier to go yeah. find the business, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. I think that for me, that's taken a lot of fear out of it because I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean. This is what we do at Soco. Yeah. Right. This is how we make our money. Yeah. Let's make that better. It's working. Right. So most most months it's working. 
some months it doesn't, we have to refine it, but how do we, we've got a, we got a foundation. We have this, that foundation. It's the, it's the basis of a great business model. So like the thing that you do that people value makes sense. Mm. Same with period three, right? We, yeah. we have that model down. I think that's really important. If you are worried about the day to day, if you are sort of struggling with rough times, it, it is helpful to figure out. And the, you know, that product market fit, they call it in the startup world. Mm. You've got a thing that people want and they're willing to pay for. That is a strong foundation that should ease your, the, the, the survival mentality. You oh, should I got you. Be diminished, you know right, I mean? right, right, right. Like, and it's also like, okay, whatever, bad quarter, bad month, whatever we have something we can do that, yeah. that offers that creates value that we, we, we can go do it for some folks. Cause I, I'm in, um, I'm in, uh, my friend Carl Smith's group. It's called the Bureau. I've talked about it on lots of podcasts, but I see people in there that are owners and leaders of agencies and they are in that world of just like worrying about fear. If I can you can smell it. It's like anxiety and fear of like, well, what are we going to do next quarter? In the next quarter, or last quarter was bad. Oh, the world's ending. You're like, you know, Carl will come in and be like, cheer up, buttercup. It'll be good next quarter because <laughs> he's done it for 25 years, right. you know, and he knows that you're going to have some bad ones. You're going to have some good ones. You're going to have some that don't do shit. I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking about like, how, how do you take someone who's been in business for 20 years like you? Yeah. How do you take that learned and acquired the hard way experience. How do we transplant that in, into the yeah. psyche of a 20 something I founder? I don't know how you do how that. Do, you know, like how do you create someone who has the energy and drive of a want it all now with the wisdom of a, yeah, it's going to take time and the long view in the long view. Yeah. Because helps you get there. How, how, any of your just, advice, any of the advice you give someone like that, it just comes off sounding like trite in like an Instagram post Yeah, where you're like, don't worry, it'll be fine. You know, that's not really, they can't really use that, <laughs> you know? but that's how it comes out because you know, just shut up, yeah. you know, it'll be fine. Here's what but, we know. Yeah. But have a big vision. Yeah. And you or, don't know that. So you can't feel it, you know, yeah. from, from here's what we've learned. Yeah. It's a feeling. Believe in something bigger than yeah. yourself. Go, go after that thing. Work hard for it. Yeah. Expect problems. It's along also, the way. Don't give up when those problems hit, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and just know you're going to take some licks and, and continually be open to evolving as a human. Like, yeah. Learn from this stuff. It's not it, just a, and it also, yeah. to, to go back to the question, how do you stay motivated? It's not a, as much about motivation. It's like, it goes back to that age old, like, I think it's like stoic advice of like control what you can control. Yeah. Cause like when I look in the, you know, the Slack channels and stuff and I see people panicking, it's like, you're worrying about, and they're usually like, it'll follow with like, you know, COVID did this. And like, well, what about the interest rates on credit cards? It's like, you can't control any of that stuff. If any of that stuff is giving you that much anxiety to where it's going to kill your company, like you gotta, you gotta reel it back and you gotta, what can you control? The, the problem might be you. Yeah. Like what, what's, what can you work on? Well, you can work on generating leads you can work on shoring up your processes you can work on making sure what you're doing is quality yeah you can work on following up with your clients like you can go back and do those things you know instead of sitting there and spinning out of control on like credit card interest rates it's like holy crap dude yeah so th this brings up another question that someone dropped and 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 that's the the question of like as a leader how do you how how, how important is it to you to be open mm -hmm. Uh, and genuine as a leader. 
I think it's a good time to talk about that because I, I mean, struggle with that. One. I see a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs that are, um, that feel like they, whatever, like they can't be transparent about things. They can't show weakness, right? They need to be the cheerleader motivator for their team, right? This, you know, success breeds success. If people mm -hmm. see you struggling, everyone's going to run for the hills. I'm interested in what you think about that. I struggle with that one personally. Um, from a conceptual standpoint, I think it's because I, th I see it. I see it as two things, open and genuine. I think it's possible to be a genuine. What's this? What's the term? Authentic <laughs> to, to have authenticity, authentic, authenticity. God, I can't say that authenticity in who you are, in how you deal with people. I see that as one thing, but being open as a different thing. And I think there are strategic, and that's why I've always struggled with it. I mean, I haven't, we haven't had employees for six years, seven years. Yeah. I don't even remember the name, the, the date, but before that I always did. <laughs> I mean, you manage employees at SoCo. Um, you can be open and I think you should so that, so that they can understand. And again, I'm conjecturing like leader with an employer. Yeah kind of goes hand in hand, I think with most people, unless you're in the military or something, but like there's a level of being open. I think you need to be open to the point where everyone can learn what's going on day to day. So they understand, but you can also be too open where you scare the shit out of everybody, you know, cause we just talked about that. Like I have a perspective where I'm not necessarily freaking out about income in 2024, but your employee probably fucking is. Yeah, you can't and you can't lay that necessarily lay that stress on them because it's not their responsibility. It's your responsibility. So I think there's a balance. And that's why I've always struggled with it, because, you know, it's also like I've had times where I'm like. I've had employees that are like, why are we working on this project? Like, I don't really believe in this project. And I'm like, because it pays your damn salary. <laughs> <laughs> like, we kind of need to do it, you know, like. Do you want to get paid in you how's, know October? How's that for transparency? <laughs> yeah, but and then it's like, I really, really wish you'd understand that. <laughs> but on the other hand, it's like, well, you know, there is. So I've always struggled with that. I like, think being genuine is important. I think that one, yeah, fundamentally is a good strategy for any person that works with yeah. other people. Because I think when someone feels like you're authentic. Um, I think it's easier to relate to you. I think it's yeah. easier to build relationships with people. Yeah, that side like, of it, definitely. I mean, you know, everyone has that person in their network where it feels like they are never off and they are always selling something. Yeah, right? yeah. Or, or or that they are disingenuous and mm -hmm. and I, I, or they always have a motive whenever they come to you. Like, right. Hey, Gene. Um. Oh, you look awesome today. Um. Yeah. And you're like, it's about what trust. Do you, what do you I mean, want? What, you know, if you yeah. want, if you want to do big things, you have to work with people that you yeah. trust, and to yeah. work with people that you trust, you have to know. You have to. You on some level, yeah. you have to know who they are. Like yep. what makes them tick. Yep. Like I, we're very different, you and I, but we we have built two great companies together. Yeah. Uh, being, so far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say have, and we'll continue. But well, hell, they both survived COVID. Yeah. I know a lot of people that and, did and are thriving. Yeah. Um, the openness is a different thing. So I have a different view on that. I'm like, I think if you're building, if you're so, so if you're the kind of person who's building a company that in where it's one day, you don't want to be the person, the gal, the guy, 
I think that transparency and openness are really important because I think without someone having a full picture of what's going on, if, the, if they are a person that you yeah. want to put into a position to be the, the next leader, I think they, they need to not to have ownership over their jobs, which will eventually be ownership over the company. I think they have to know what's going on. And I think, well, that's the rub, right? They need the same experiences that you've gotten. Hopefully not with, with some like smoothing. Out sure. Well, yeah. Hopefully, but that they need basically that same yeah. perspective. How do you get, give them that? I mean, and, and someone can't be effective as a new leader yeah. if they don't know what's going right. on. And so, so yeah, we've taken this tack with Soko where, where it's like, uh, partners or team members, for the most part, we don't really make any distinctions in terms of what information we share. Yeah. I probably spend more, I probably have more meetings talking about financial mm. metrics with our team than I do with y'all. Yeah. Actually, I know I do. <laughs> but like, sometimes that information can be a little scary. Sometimes it can yeah. be really exciting. But almost yeah. all the time, our team knowing where we are financially yeah. is, is good. It, I think it connects them back to like what matters. But you've, you've brought them up specifically to do that. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, that was part of the whole deal. Like this is why you're here. Yes. You're going to do these things eventually. So let's start working through them now. Yeah, at some point and you've yeah. pressure tested because we've had people leave, but you've press, pressure tested those people that are still there. You know, they can handle it. Oh, 100%. The people that I'm, yeah. the team that we're building is a team that, I mean, their eventual, we want to take yeah, over, right? The eventual story here is that they take it over. Yeah. And so, so yeah, first you have to have the right people on the bus. Yeah. So you right have to get the bus, to that person. The right people on the right yeah. seats. Um, but, but when you feel not horrible about that, like mm -hmm. everyone needs work, but how does that feel? How does that feel to you at the point where, cause you've been doing it for like a year or so. How do you, how two, does that, two years, two years crystallizing. Yeah. <clears throat> knowing that they're, yeah, this is probably oversharing, but like, you know, there, there was a period. Well, you just said you'd have a problem with it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Transparency. There was a period back in, you know, in the middle of COVID and yeah. several times over right. the, the decade that we've been doing SoCo where I was like, I'm fucking done. Yeah. I am done as fuck. I am so <laughs> fucking done. Like, not like I'm I'm not oh, going to yeah. show up tomorrow, but like, oh, yeah. I'm going to light a fucking match. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to burn it down so yeah. there's no chance of me right. ever having to deal with it again. Right. I've had this conversation with you. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> lots of lots yeah. of challenges. And yeah. every business owner goes through that. So it's not it's not unique to me. But but mostly it was because I, ha I didn't have a lot of, like, hope. Yeah, right. Things weren't good now, and yeah. I didn't really know how things were going to be better going forward and and we didn't have the right people. Yeah. I now that we've found some people who share our passion for what we do and the mission, yeah. Yeah. they're mission driven and like they share most if not all the values that we have crystallizing. Yeah. To answer your question because That's awesome. now I'm excited again. Yeah. You feel relaxed We're, about it at all? Better. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but but like now we are working so a, when they, when I figured this out, I was like, okay, I'm hopeful again. Yeah. So I got re-energized a little bit. And now that they're beginning to take ownership because I've, we've opened the books and we've talked yeah. about where we are and good, bad, and ugly, uh, regularly. And, and they, you know, I got even more excited because they didn't leave. Yeah. And, and, the, and, you know, you pressure test this stuff, like you said, and, and they were like, we're in the boat, you know, both our team members, and we have a small team, but they both had kids and they, and surprisingly, shockingly, they both came back hungrier than when they went on maternity leave. Well, now they have a why. 
But that goes back to that. It goes back to number one. Yeah, right? now they have a why. They are motivated yeah. by a different set of factors now to yeah. achieve and to yeah. succeed and, and, you know, to like have balance and, and yeah. love what they do and make good money, all that stuff. So so now that we're, they're, they're like in, now I'm even more excited. I see a, a path where it's not me here every day. Yeah. And I see a team of people that have the capacity to absorb not only like the, the responsibility, but also contribute to it. So yeah. we're working as a team better than we ever, ever had before. Funny enough. That's awesome. We had a team member that we hired that we thought, you know, had like seven out of the 10 mm -hmm. things that we look for, right? The, you know, right yeah, look, yeah, yeah. feel, good vibe, fit right. our, fit our sort of like, yep. sort of creative hipster sort of vibe that we have here at SoCo. Um, and again, because this is public, so I don't want to share anyone's name, but like yeah, yeah. that person didn't work out because right. that individual didn't share a couple of the other fundamental values that we all, that the rest of the team had. And so it was a mismatch. And, and one of those was, was this individual was going through some stuff in um, this individual's life. <laughs> yeah. And they weren't able to contribute at the pace and level that we do. Yeah. And we have a team of folks that are really smart, really passionate, work really hard within within a balanced sort of yeah. framework, but move fast, think fast, decide fast. Like we talk, right. we operate at a higher level and, and this person couldn't keep up and, and it sucked because I was yeah. very excited about this person. Yeah. So now, you know, to like restructure those points that you have to make sure everybody has and which ones are more important now. But I mean, it's it, interesting. I, I don't, I, I haven't written a book on this and I haven't even written a blog post on this, but I think the, the, the single greatest factor for mm -hmm. me, like feeling better about where we're going is that I have a couple of folks. Well, we have a team that actually yeah. is a, our values are aligned. Like we we're all motivated to build something to serve, yeah. to support our families. And, uh, and, and, and we're not afraid of hard work. Like, yeah, solid. I feel so much more confident about the future now, whether I'm in it or not, like from a yeah. leadership standpoint, so it's exciting again. And it's kind of a cool thing. It's awesome. Like, I, yeah, re-energized. Awesome. You know, I have to stay focused on my outcome, what I need for my life and my family. Um, but it is quite exciting to have a group of people that are like, yeah, we got this. <laughs> it's cool. And we're going to do bigger things yeah. than you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah. Back to that, uh, you know, how do you get that person, that experience, uh, you know, uh, Alex Hormozzi, you hear that name? Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody has. Um, we actually worked with him about six years ago at the gym. We, we hired Jim, Jim Lords or Jim Launch, whatever the name of his company was then. <clears throat> so I, I, I like to talk about him because I feel like I have experience working with them, like in their company, whereas most people, their experience is just like through Instagram. <laughs> but uh, his wife, Leela, Leila, I forget how she pronounces it. Was it was a little snippet from an interview, and she was saying that like the coolest thing he ever did, because while they were married, he was also the CEO of the company. The coolest thing he ever did when she, when he they were working together, like essentially he was the CEO, but he was in charge of marketing, and she was in charge of everything else. And she would go to him with a problem, and he would he would just go, "You got this. I think you can do it." And that was the extent of the help that he gave her. And she was like, that was, at first it was like, well, fuck you, buddy. But it was, she was later, you know, 10 years later, whatever, saying was, was saying how valuable it was because he didn't try to like 
help or do it for her. She had to learn how to. He's like the anti dude. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it, you know, it wasn't necessarily about dudes and how they work, but it was like that's how you should be as a leader. If you give someone responsibility, trust that they'll do it. Let them go do it. But that's so hard. It is absolutely it's so hard to do. Hundred percent. Like, hard. especially if you are evolving from like being self-employed yeah. to building a team. Yeah. Which you know, if you're going to grow, it's such a big almost, jump. Yeah, you're almost such a big jump. Everyone is so. Yeah, I feel that. All right. Well, let's go uh, number three. And this is cool. If we only get to like five of these teams. Great. Great. And <laughs> your dumpster fire of a personal life. <laughs> number. Thank, thank you, anonymous submitter. <laughs> How do you manage your personal life alongside your work responsibilities? I get that one a lot. I, uh, I get asked a lot, like almost daily. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's a universal topic, right? Yeah, it Everyone is. struggles with it. So yeah, everybody what do you think? How do you do it? Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I, okay. So how do you manage it is implying that you're managing it well. <laughs> and my answer is usually that, well, I don't, I don't actually manage it well. What I do, um, and I didn't know this was a thing. I just did another, actually the episode, that one should be out before this one on whatever platform you're listening to, but uh, it's called. What the fuck did just happened? <laughs> did it's, we just time warp? We did. It's called no zero days. Like, I'm sure you've heard of that term. Yeah. I had never heard of that term. I'd heard it the other way. I'd heard it like, take a zero day, which is like, take a mental health day where you don't do anything. I'd never, I'd never heard it in the other context which is something I do, which answers the question, which is how do you manage it? Well, I have like three, like generally speaking every day, I have like three or four things I want to get done. And I just make sure I get one of them done <laughs> because I know that what happens is I'm going to get a lot of stuff done in five days. I don't got to get them all done in one day <laughs> that most of the time I have time. You have time to do it. We kind of think we don't have time to do it, but we, we actually have a lot of time to do it. So if, if I just focus on getting something done and I do that every day, by the end of the week, I'll get all my shit done. You know, it's funny. This is, we talked <laughs> so that's what in, I do. We talked about this in a previous episode of essential, the, the essential. Yeah, story, that's one. Yeah. Right? The, how to d discern the trivial many from the vital few. Mm -hmm. I think that's really good advice. But the personal life from work life. <laughs> And, and I've, I've, I debate people with this all the time. They'll ask about, what about work-life balance? And I'm like, well, there's no such thing as work-life balance. Sometimes you're going to work more than you have time for personal shit. And sometimes you're going to spend more time on personal shit than you do on work shit. Just make sure that in the scheme of like a week balances out. Yeah. Right? Because I think people look at work-life, work life, and I'm using quotes, work-life balance, and they want it to work every day, every hour. And it's a thing that they repeat every day. And the reality is, and you know this, that ain't how it works. Yeah. Some days you got to work 20 hours. If, if you're in this life, if you're in this life of working for yourself or building something, some days you got to work 20 hours. Some days you got to spend 20 hours with your family because shit's going wrong at home. Right. And I think that's, that's where people struggle is when the, when the balance is, is tilted to one side or the other for too long. I think that's when mm -hmm. you start experiencing problems, whether yeah, it's in your relationship 100%, 100%. or, um, you know, you know, and let's say you're at home all the time because you're dealing with family stuff. You're, and then the people at work are like, where have you been? Your business will probably suffer. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's about like the, how, how long can you be at, at you know, yep. 
one or the other side worth of balance before you need to tilt that scale back a little bit. And like in relationships, you need little, I don't want to use the term red flags, but you need little markers or things that you can notice where like, okay, those things have happened twice. Something's up. You know what I mean? Like you need those things professionally and personally. Yeah. You need to pay attention just like in your body. If you know, like, if you got not sleeping, like not sleeping, you know that like, okay, well I get headaches. Like, why am I getting headaches? Check your sleep. You've been up for like, you know, you only gotten three hours of sleep for three nights in a row. Yeah. There you go. Work on that. Headaches go away. It's sort of the same sort of a thing. I think where you got like symptoms, pay attention to the symptoms. I think, you know what I mean? Like have some markers professionally, have some markers personally, probably a good idea. But also, and that's what I tell people, just change the scope of time that you're looking at. Because most of the time, people are looking micro, and they're not looking macro. Yeah. I sounded like Gary Vee there, didn't I? A little bit. The, but you're focused on the the day-to-day and not the week-to-week or the month-to-month. Yeah. You know? I like that. So so I, I agree with all that. I, I, I have made some changes in my work life to accommodate some needs I have on in my personal life. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's what the power of being self-employed can give you. It, it is. It was hard. And, and it's still, I still struggle with it today, but so, um, and, and I will say that, you know, there are some folks, most folks don't do this well. Um, mm. my buddy, our buddy, Matt Vady, who runs a company called guru. Yeah. Um, and we, we've done a lot of work together. It's really interesting. He does not ever work after 5 PM. Mm. He runs a, He's building and growing a very significant company that still needs him every day, right? Yeah. He never works past 5 p.m. And I like that. And that is a change that I have begun to make um, back on, because you know, sort of back on like the, my why. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing this because I want a bunch of money. I'm doing this to, to serve people and to support my family. Mm. And so when my family needs me there, when they, when that attention is right. required, right, it's a change that you need to make. And, and so my wife and I had several conversations around this and things were, had been out of balance for a long time, especially because things were bad. Like when the things are bad, yes, you're, 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 you're the squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's the point. Right. But it was like chronic, right? It was for a sure. couple of years where it was right. like struggle bus right. and, and, and I wasn't at home as much as I wanted to. And so we've made that change. I, I have to be honest with me. It has gotten a lot easier now to do it. And, and it was in it. And I, when I made the decision to do it, it wasn't because she needed me to like, it was a, I need mm-hmm. to make a commitment. A, a, I need to send a signal to your point to my family mm-hmm. that we matter more than yep. this thing. Yep. Not every day, you know, yeah. we communicate some days I've got to work late. We've got an event, whatever. Yep. Uh, but, but through actions, yeah. I wanted her to see. Yeah, you got to make them know it. I think, and I think we think that they need, or people need to see something all the time. And it really isn't that much. No. Yeah. I the agree. bar is kind of low, actually. Yeah. It's just got to be, like, to the other word, it's got to be genuine. Um. Uh, so so let's keep rocking. Yeah, man. I, I think this would be a good one for you. Um. You, you, have, you have a crazy schedule. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of all over the place. It is. Um, I mean, I don't think it is, but 
I think it is. I think you're <laughs> fucking nuts. I could never do what you do. Y- y'all, y- hopefully he'll share this routine here, but mm-hmm. um, how actually here, here, here's how we're going to answer the question. Okay. The question is <laughs> how do you, do you have any practical tips for fitting self care into a busy schedule? Dear listener, thank you for the question. Gene, I would like for you to answer that <laughs> by sharing your daily schedule. Are you My comfortable daily with that? schedule. What, what, a, what, when do you wake up? What do you do? Sure, sure. And I think through answering that, you're going to see. This is not meant to be like, okay, so a quick history of the daily schedule bullshit. People put on the internet like the optimal schedule for no, power I'm not, broker. I'm not talking about that. It started with like somebody posted, this was several years ago, it was like 10 years ago. Somebody posted Benjamin Franklin's morning routine. I don't know if you remember that. It's like a whole thing. And then it like went downhill from there. So I don't, you're not asking that. I don't mean it that way. Probably doesn't fit most people. But <clears throat> so I get up at 4 a.m. every day. Except Saturday and Sunday, I probably get up about 6 just because my body just wakes me up at 6. The dog likes it because they got to go outside. Um, 4 a.m., half an hour or so to get up and get ready. A little bit of coffee in the system. A little water, a little coffee. I go coach in the morning, 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. From there, take the kid to school, go back home. The kid's driving now, so it changes it up a little bit. I'm still Ooh. trying to figure out how to do that. It's horrifying. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so then I come in here, and I try to spend, you know, 9 a.m.-ish, 9.30-ish, whatever, until noon on focused, focused work. So that's about three hours of focused work where, you know, Sometimes I got to talk to you, which is not always fun. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm awesome. <laughs> but it's important to have that three to four hours of focused work. It's just getting shit done, right? And then I'm out of here. I try to be out of here. Go do what I got to do. You know, sometimes picking the kid up, dropping the kid off, running errands, whatever. And this could be taking care of shit personally. You know, it could be taking care of stuff for the business, like whatever – Whatever needs to happen there. Um, and then I get about an hour for myself where I'm just doing nothing. Maybe I'm refueling, eating, whatever. And then I'm going back uh, by four-ish to coach and teach and stuff until about 8 o'clock at night. So what is that, why does that routine work for you? Uh, I don't know that it does. <laughs> Sometimes it's super tiring. Sometimes it's super exhausting. But I get my energy – I've learned over the years, I get my energy from uh, helping people. And that sounds really cheesy, but helping people kind of walk the path, like that's where I get my energy from. Um, So even when I'm doing web design stuff, my brain is usually pulling towards the direction of like, you know, how can we turn this into a lesson? How can we turn this into some stuff that I can pull out of it? Um, so that's where I get my energy. That's what fuels me. So I think if you're looking at yourself, maybe you need to find where you get your energy from, you know, and do more of those things. Like yeah. engineer your life so you're doing more of those things. Every day doesn't work out like that. <clears throat> of course. Um, I will say every Thursday I make sure and take, take my wife out to dinner every Thursday. I try to do that no matter what. So you have a, you have a date night every week. I try to do it. Yeah. Dude, you're a boss. Try to do that. That's incredible. Um, just because it's important to have that that time, you know, for that stuff. You gotta communicate 
this and I I try to have communication there where it's not it's not about business, you know, because I mean you you're married. A hundred and fifty percent. There's business that you gotta do. That that stuff just happens. Like you gotta be present, you gotta pay attention when that stuff's coming up. But it's just hanging out, talking, talking bullshit, talking about other people, whatever couples do. Just having joy. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what you gotta do. Um and that doesn't seem like a lot of time and it's not. And it's kind of sad that at the end of the week you're like, Wow, we spent like two hours together. But if you think about it, if you're a, if you have kids, you're married, whatever. You probably ain't even spending that, man. But to it's your, like to your point about in the house, out the house. Yeah, to your point about crucial results and getting one big thing done every day. I mean, it, and know. that's what that's what happens inside the three or four hours. I like get it done. It doesn't yeah? It's it, it, efficiency out there. That's too that's too mechanized or robotic. Yeah. One incredible hour with your partner, mm-hmm. your spouse, yep, your whatever is worth probably. 10 times more. Oh, dude. Then whatever. 30 yeah. marginal two minute interactions. Oh, for sure. You know, like the, the investment in quality time mm-hmm. has a staying power. That that one hour of quality of being present, paying attention is better than 10 sitting on the couch watching the same yeah. show, scrolling TikTok. Yeah. Yes, yes. Because that doesn't mean shit in the end. So um, so for the person that is that doesn't have it dialed in, what would you say? What are some ways to to integrate wellness and self-care into your daily or weekly routine? Wellness and self-care. I think um, you need an hour or so for yourself. You, you need that. And that could be, and I know for a lot of people, it is going to the gym. It could be going for a run or a bike ride, walking the dog. Maybe it's an hour of playing a video game. I don't know what it is for you, but you need to, you need that time for a lot of people. They wake up early, you know, they get up 5 a.m., 6 a.m., go to the gym and they get it in there. And that's their, there's, you know, they're sort of like double dipping, right? There's been, there's time for them and they're also getting healthy at the same time. That's cool. That works. Um, and I think that kind of thing, one specific thing, I think that works for a lot of people. Um, Can I say something? Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, this is going to be hypocritical, but this question tells me everything I need to know. Yeah, it does, doesn't right? it? Yeah. Not to be an asshole, but like, how do I fit self-care yeah. Yeah. into my busy schedule? Yeah. When I, I feel like what that does is it, it is saying it is acknowledging that self-care is not as important as the rest of the stuff. It means you're not fitting it in there. I mean, you you know, I kind of want to like, you know, jujitsu this thing and be like, how do I center? Got to make it. How do I design my, the, my work around the kind of life that I want to have that has wellness and fitness and relationships. And, and I, I am the first person to say that I don't do that well, but, but boy, wouldn't that be kind of incredible if that's the way we looked at the world? You can do it. I feel like you. It can be more done than, more than most people have. You have designed income and and professional things. Yeah. In a way that that allows you to pursue the the your personal passions really well. Yeah. Not every day, right? No, of you course know, not. But really well. And I think all of us could learn some stuff from that. And I, you know, and I'm not I'm not really big on like the optimized life, but, but I do think. It's a big mindset shift to say, 
I am doing this thing yeah. so that I can insert thing that you care about in your life. Yeah. There, there's a ton of like specific things that I've discovered from people that I've one never had to deal with. So, you know, you say those things, there's a lot of things I've never had to deal with in life just because of the way I've done things. But for example, someone asked me about this and I was trying to coach them and help them. And through discussion, I realized they don't even control their own calendar, right? They, the job they work, people literally schedule shit for them. And I'm like, damn, like that's a whole, like I know there are people out there that have, that, that's a thing. You know what I mean? Um, and it could be your job, like your job. Your job is to, I think one day we were trying to, we were at the front of SoCo, we were talking and like we were trying to talk for like 30 minutes and like every five minutes somebody was walking up and interrupting. And I was just like, how in the hell do you not just like, how do you, how can you stand this? And you're like, well, it's, it's what they expect here and that's why I'm up here. And it's, it's also our job. Yeah, and it's, it's my job. job. Like, yeah. Like, it is our job to do that. Mm -hmm. We're in customer service and hospitality. Yeah, right. So my, my point is that I know that there are people that that's part of the responsibility, right? And I get that. And I get that. That's like an eight or nine hour a day thing. You can probably find times within that Little to mini, sort of mini breaks. Yeah. You have those buffers. Um, another thing I look at. So that was, a, that was, you know, I learned that is a thing that people have that I've never had to deal with. Another one is like, I also look at people's calendars and I see that they'll like have an hour long meeting and then an hour long meeting and then an hour long meeting. And I'm like, you get literally three hours in a row. You have no time to even go use the bathroom. Like you, you can't a human being. One, one thing is that in that third meeting, that's cool. But everything you did in that first one, you might as well throw that in the garbage because I don't know how you remember anything that happened in that first meeting. I don't know how you bring quality back to that back back around to that you better take some really good notes to even remember is it me like this is your point it's, it's i don't remember designing your work day to, so yeah so how do you for rest for breaks for creativity for focus right like how do you claw that that's you've got a yeah you've got to engineer it, you've got to work on it you've got to design it you've got to claw that time back yeah. and that might be a fight that you have every day you know yeah but put your energy into that fight you know what i mean it's worth it yeah, um, that's good. And yeah, that's probably like a... Don't let them wear you down. Yeah, I think that's a, probably a pretty good place to end on. Yeah, we're... Good Lord, we're at an hour. I know, right? A lot of, <laughs> a lot of good questions. We, yeah. we love it when y'all submit We got stuff. through Thank five you. of them? We got through five. Actually, we got through most of them because the other... They're very similar. Six through nine yeah. kind of feel the same. Yeah. So thanks y'all for uh, dropping some questions in. We really appreciate it. Hopefully our answers were valuable for you. And um, if you hear something you really like, please... Share the podcast with those individuals. Oh man, I appreciate that. Conversations. So nice, nice sale. I don't do that enough. I should open with that. It's, <laughs> it's about selling without selling. Oh, okay. Right. We're helping people. Right. We want to help more people. Right. Spread the word, y'all. Y'all.